Good morning. Today is Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. All right. I want to ask you a question, but I don't mean to sound insensitive, but so what if there are no more polar bears? Now, clearly polar bears are endangered. The numbers of polar bears are plummeting. Clearly, as a result of our causing global warming. Now, I realize Canadians in particular have an affinity for polar bears. They're very cute from a distance, I understand. It's a cultural icon here. Okay, but really, if they disappear, so what? What's the big deal? So the answer is it would be a very, very big deal for several reasons. It would be disastrous, but there is one of those reasons that has its source in our Torah portion this week. And I'd like to share that with you, the Parsha of Emor. In our Parsha this week, we have a mitzvah, kind of an unusual mitzvah that goes like this. Veshor Oseh, Concerning a cow or a sheep, really any kosher domesticated animal. Oso ve'es beno, lo sishchatu b'yom echad. You're not allowed on the same day to shecht, to slaughter the parent and the child. It's a, it's a little hard to understand this mitzvah because, and by the way, this is a, uh, a relevant, applicable mitzvah to us today that has to be uh, carefully watched. But it's a little strange because we are allowed to take the lives of animals for eating purpose, for human eating purposes, as well as other legitimate human purposes. We're not allowed to cause unnecessary pain, but we're allowed to take the life. We're allowed to shecht, to slaughter. So if you're not, if you're allowed to shecht it, what does it matter which ones you shecht on the same day? And you're allowed to shecht the parent and the child animal one day after the other. You just can't do it on the same day. What's the problem with doing it on the same day? If already you're allowed to take the lives of both of them, if you need them, and you're going to take their lives anyway, what's the big deal? So the Ramban Nachmanides gives us two answers. One answer is that animals feel sadness. Animals feel emotions. And just like a person cannot cause sadness to another person, also we're not allowed to cause sadness to an animal. This, by the way, shows itself in the requirement that even during the Shrita process, where we are taking the life of the animal, we still must protect, as I mentioned, against any unnecessary pain. The method of Jewish Shrita is intended to be as painless as possible, but not only that, also any emotional pain, any anxiety that would be caused by the machinery, the setup, we have to try to minimize that as well. And the Ramban says, 
if you are allowed to shecht both the parent and the child on the same day, it might happen that it would take place one in front of the other. And for a parent or a child to see its parent or child being killed in front of their eyes would cause a, a, a deep level of pain. Certainly, seeing any one of its species being killed would cause uh, trauma. But this is even greater, a parent or a child. And therefore, we're not allowed to shech the parent and the child on the same day to make sure we're not doing it one in front of the other, to make sure we're not causing emotional pain and suffering to the animal. That's reason number one. Reason number two is as follows. The Ramban says, Shlo yater lakor hamin. The Torah, while allowing us to take the lives of individual animals and it's not exactly parallel. I don't mean to put them on the same level, but allowed to take advantage of whatever grows, trees and plants, etc. We're allowed to use that, of course, for human usage. But Shaloyatir Hakasov, the Torah does not permit us to wipe out a species, to cause the eradication, the destruction of a species, so that a species will not continue. So in other words, according to the second answer, we're allowed to take the life of an individual animal, but only without upsetting the balance of nature of disturbing the ongoing line of a species, or in this case, the line of this animal. If you take the life of the parent and the child at the same time, that means that that line of animals will be wiped out. There are other ones, but that line is gone permanently, never come back because you've eradicated, you've destroyed the parent and the child. And that will lead to, uh, on a smaller scale, an extinction of that animal family, which is also prohibited, subsumed under the larger category that we're not allowed to do anything that would extinguish an entire species. Please listen to this passage in the Talmud. The Gemara says an amazing thing. We're back now to the narrative of Noah and the flood. He was in the, he was in the ark with himself and his family and the animals. And then finally, the Torah tells us the rain stopped and the water started to recede. And after the waters started to recede, Noah waited another 40 days for the land to dry up. And it was after 40 days had passed, the earth is now drying up. Noah opened the window that he had built into the side of the ark. And he sent a raven, a bird, in order to try to see, has life resumed? Is anything growing? Is it safe for us to leave this ark? So he sent this raven, Esha'orev, the raven, and the raven 
flew out, but then flew back? Vayishalach es hayonamito, and then, because the raven didn't do its job, the raven came back. So Yonah, so so Noach then sent a dove, a Yonah, a dove, a different bird. Lirus hakalu hamayim to see if the waters had dried up. Meal paneha adama from the surface of the earth. So. The, the Pasuk tells us that first Yonah sent a raven and then for some reason that didn't work out. So then Yonah sends a dove. What's going on here? What's the backstory to this? So the Talmud says something amazing. Now, within the Talmud, within Midrashic literature, we have uh, people and animals having conversations. So it doesn't mean that it literally happened like this, but this is the sense of what the Talmud is trying to convey. Amar Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish says in the Talmud that when, Yon, when Noah sent the raven to go see what's happening, if it's safe to leave the ark, Tshuva Nitzechas Heshivu Orav Lenoach. The Orev, the raven, had a good reason why it should not be sent on this mission. And that's why Noah sent the raven, but the raven came back and Noah sent a dove instead. What was wrong with the raven? Because the raven, the raven had a reason not to want to go on this mission. The raven said, Amarlo, the raven said to Noah, Rabcha Sonesi, your master, meaning God, Noah's master, hates me, the raven says. Hate, hates me. Viatosanesi, and you, Noah, you hate me. Why are you picking on me? Why is God picking on me? And why are you picking on me? Rabchasanesi, your master, God, hates me. He's picking on me. Sha'amar, minhatahorim shiva, uminhatameim shnayim. Remember, who, which animals went into the ark? There were two of every type of animal, one male, one female, one pair. But of the kosher species, of course, meaning would later be defined as kosher later in the Torah, there were seven pair, meaning instead of two, there were 14. So, so obviously, when God commanded two of each animal, but seven pair, 14 of every kosher animal. So the raven says, God is showing he's picking on me. There's only going to be me and my mate. That's it. A whole world has got to repop be repopulated for all time for, for ravens just from the two of us. What happens if something happens to one of us? Then we're finished. So God hates us. Viatos and Asi. And you, Noah, you hate us. You're picking on me. Why don't you send one of the birds where there's 14 of them? You chose me, the raven? I'm one of the one of only two ravens left in the world. You're sending one of only a pair. 
What happens if something happens to me on this mission? This mission looks kind of dangerous. What happens if something happens to me? If something happens to me, my mate will not be able to reproduce. That's the end of all ravens for all time. So Noah, why would you send me? You hate me? Your master hates me? Why are you picking on me? And Nimsa, here's the, here's the key words, Nimsa, it would come out as a result, not that I care about myself, says the raven. It's not that I'm worried about myself, but Nimsa would come out, Chasar Ba'olam Beria Achas, a species that God had created will be eradicated. And the Talmud says, Noach accepted that answer. It was a good reason not to send the, the, the Orev, the raven. And that's why first Noach had sent the raven, but then the raven came back. Noach accepted the raven's reason not to go on the mission. And therefore Noach sent a kosher animal, the dove, which is a kosher bird. That's one of 14. Okay, if anything should happen to that bird, there's still 13 more that they can reproduce. It happens that we know from the rest of the story that dove did come back, but had anything happened to it, still the species would have been able to continue. You see from this passage the importance of not allowing or not contributing to the extinction of a species. Allow me to share one further quote from a different passage in the Talmud. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Rav. Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Rav, Every single thing that God created in this world, not a single thing was created for no reason. Every single thing that God created is somehow part of God's plan. Now, the Talmud goes on to list a number of animals. Remember, this is the Talmud writing uh, 15, 1800 years ago from the knowledge that they had at that time, a list of animals that you might well think doesn't have any uh, legitimate reason for being in this world, like a spider. Why in the world did God have to create spiders? But the Talmud then goes on to tell a story where a spider caused saving the life of David Amela, King David, in a certain narrative when he was a young man running away from his father-in-law, King Shoal, and et cetera, et cetera. Not only that kind of a story, but also a list of animals and bugs listed in the Talmud that have some kind of medicinal purpose. So there's nothing in the world created for no purpose, which is why we've got to be careful not to allow for the extinction of anything, because it's there for a reason. If Hashem created it, it's there for a reason. And that means every person, obviously, every animal, obviously, every bird, every insect, every tree, every plant. Every um, biological, every piece of biological material, every bacteria, every virus, every everything in this world is created for some purpose. Let me share a contemporary example of this. The Pacific U, Y E W, is a tree that grows in the Pacific Northwest, Washington, Oregon. It has always been considered a trash tree. It's not good for anything. Nothing grows on it. Doesn't do anything that helps people. And um, it was just 
Trash. No purpose. A number of years ago, it was discovered that a substance in the bark of this tree that has always been considered trash, no redeeming feature, a substance called taxol, has been found to help people with certain kinds of cancer and is now being used around the world to treat certain kinds of cancer. Today, compounds from different species are the basis for 40% of all prescription medicines. All prescriptions that are written today, 40% of them are camp compounds that come from different species. And only 5% of known plant species have been tested for medicinal value. So the 40% of all of the prescription we're using that come from nature, that represents our investigating only the first 5%. Can you imagine how much reservoir of helpfulness, of cures, of therapies is, gonna, is in that other 95% that we haven't even gotten to yet? And scientists estimate that today, due to many causes, including our actions of causing pollution and global warming, we are losing up to 100 species a day. We can't even imagine how much benefit to society, how much benefit to humanity, how much benefit to the world we're losing every single day. Now, some of the species of animals at risk are cute. And more people are interested in saving them, like polar bears. Some of them are not. Some of them are kind of ugly or frightening, like snakes and, and spiders and, you know, and viruses and, and, and bacteria. We may think that we wouldn't miss them if they were gone. But the Torah is teaching us in our Torah portion, with this mitzvah of Osoves Beno, that we must take action to protect any species at risk. Every species at risk. To lose a species would be a disaster for us. Because every single thing in this world is here for a reason. And the reason ultimately is for our benefit. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.